Okay, so on today's Systemize Your Success, I'm joined by William Boost, who is the uh, author of Intentional Mastery, Step Beyond Your Expertise and Build Better Businesses. He's a keen photographer, walker and skier, but primarily what we want to, what we want to talk about today is the fact that he enables businesses or business owners to become the masters of their markets and operate more effectively and stand out from all their competitors. So I'm excited about this because it's definitely something that I think I could learn a lot from. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Welcome, William. Thank you, Steve, and, and welcome. It's been a delight to join you today. Cool. So, do you want to kick off and just give us a, a two-minute synopsis, if you like, of, of you know, who you are, where you come from, and, and how you end up talking to me today? Yeah, of course. Um, I uh, I've been running my own business now for well, getting close to twenty years, which is quite scary in its own right. Um, and uh, like many people who start their own businesses, I started off as a bit of an explorer. You know, I didn't really know a great deal about all of the ins and outs and the subtleties of running a business. And you read a lot and you talk to other people and you gather the knowledge and, and kind of get to the point where what I call a novice, um, still not getting everything right by any means, but you've got some of the knowledge. And the novice is through honing your skills, you work with other people and uh, build the skills of, of running a business and your own skills in your specialist area. And that turns you into what I call a practitioner. Um, and the world's full of practitioners and people who are good at what they do in the context in which they do it um, and uh, there to provide the services and work in the jobs that they work in and do a great job all the time. Some of them will go on and look at how can they hone that skill even further and through experience will get greater knowledge and become expert in their in their particular area. And we all know people who are, you know, at or getting close to the top of their game who are really expert in what they do. But there's a, another step, and that's the bit that really interested me. And that that's the step that takes people from expert to master. And I think that the real difference between an expert and a master is that the masters really appreciate the extent of their knowledge across everything that they do. Uh, and they know how to pass that on as well to other people. They, they've kind of made the unconscious competence conscious again so that they can pass it on. And, and that's part of what leaving a legacy is all about as well. Um, so, they, you know, the, there aren't that many people who get to that final stage, but when we meet them, they're the sort of people that we... We just know they have something special about them. And uh, and that's, you know, what I think we all, all of the business owners that I work with are striving to to go on that journey, to, to take what they do and become as expert as they can in it and then master it and pass it on to the next generation and the people that they work with and making a real difference to um, to the world and to the people that they touch. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think um, I really, really relate to that because all the hard work we put in as business owners is is worth nothing the day we we die or 
quit our business or whatever, retire, unless you've actually managed to find a way to pass on that knowledge exactly like you've just said and and to for your legacy to continue without you and to continue hopefully to grow without you as well mm. um so this is something of a big interest to me it's it's my game plan is to actually create for what i do at the moment so i would definitely wouldn't put myself in that master slot um but may, maybe tentatively in the expert um but today if i'm honest if i dropped dead or got run over by a bus then there wouldn't be much left to show for it right now. And that's my mission for, for this year, actually. So this is what's very interesting about speaking to you about is to start putting a big change in that. And I put a few things in place last year to start thinking about, okay, how do I get other people to now take over the baton from the stuff that I've been teaching now for six or seven years and actually take myself to the next level? And um, so when I saw your 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 name come up and, and read about what you were doing, I was like, "This is a guy I need to speak to." <laughs> so um, so this is something I'm yeah very interested in from a personal approach, and I'm sure there are many people listening that that are also. So if we um, maybe ask you, so it, it, say if I was coming to you as as a, a potential client, and I we got I've just actually um, we'll come to this in a minute, but actually filled out a, a little. Uh, a, audit on your on your site before the show and you you kindly sent me a report over analyzing my current business state so well, i'm in that i'm in your pipeline now so so if i'm coming to you as a client um what is it that you're looking to to do how are you going to help me get remove like become that master that you talked about and what are the things that you'd say look for in me or you know what are the next steps yeah sure I, I, and i think it's a really important question and i i think Again, just to kind of emphasize one of the differences that I see between people who are focused on an expertise in a business and people who are masters of that expertise is that the masters are are drawing insight from all aspects of their life, not just about, uh, you know, the the topic, their thing, whatever their thing is. uh, you mentioned in the introduction that that I'm a keen photographer. Um, I'm certainly not a master photographer by any means. There are plenty of you know fabulous professional photographers out there, but I am now reaching a point where I'm. Some of my photographs have been sold commercially, and some have been used in the press. So you know, I kind of feel like I'm I'm getting up there. Um, and part of that was about, uh, as I say, learning, growing, all the other things. But I also find I'm using the skills that I have in photography to help my clients in my business. I'm looking at their business with a slightly different perspective um, and seeing the things that they can they can do and that they outperform the rest of their marketing, but perhaps you know with a with a slightly different eye because I'm used to looking through a viewfinder you know there's there's just elements of the of the skill that I can see how they help me see those different perspectives so what I would do as I do with most clients is um, we'd spend some time together probably a day um, at the beginning of any engagement um, where I would just be exploring with them uh, everything that has brought them to this point now the today you know what has got you to be sitting interviewing people for a podcast and building systems that that really work in your business that I could see from the audit you know that's the thing that you're passionate about and that you do well and and that you're um, creating great systems 
But what else is there? What what else is around that? What are the things that um, help you to achieve that? In, you mentioned before we came uh, onto the podcast that you've got, uh, a, you know, a young a young boy, a young child in your family, and there will be things you do with him because of your skills in business that help to bring him up and and help to teach him. And we'd explore some of that and just see where these overlaps are between the different parts of your life. And I always find that opens up people's eyes to new ways of looking at their business and new ways of thinking about where to put their focus. There's another photography word for you, um, to where to put their focus to get the best result and and the best change that they can make. Um, It's always good fun. It's always an interesting time to just give people the opportunity to step back a little bit and, and really see how much value they are already bringing to the world in a whole variety of ways. And then we put it back together and say, okay, now what does that mean for how you want to focus the business and focus your role in the business? And you've already described how your role is you know, changing in your business, how you're looking to move from being the, the person that is the embodiment of the business to the person who leads the business. And that that's a really important change as well. Yeah. I think I, I work with clients of all different sizes, but most of them have that 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 dream to do that. Um, but I think that I'm, I'm think I'm right in saying this just from the statistics when you look at the the, the business failure rates and the the number of employees that most businesses have. Seventy five percent of employees apparently in the UK have no staff, and so they they from you know deducing from that then it they probably are the business and therefore they. They haven't got to that level, and mm-hmm. so what? It, what do you think it is? What are the characteristics of somebody that you think um, makes it in that? Is it is something about them, or is it the opportunities they have, or the mentorship they have, or a combination? I think there's there's a combination. A big, big part of it is mindset, um, and uh, I think we. Uh, certainly, when I started my business, uh, I was you know like a lot of people. Uh, didn't have the clients yet. So, you know, was keeping a fairly close eye on cash flow and uh, thinking, well, I don't know how to build a website, but I'll learn because I can't afford to pay for a website and so on, you know, and all those things that we we don't do very well because we're right back at the beginning of the journey. You know, we're explorers again, trying things out. I think that the mindset shift comes when people say, this is not my core skill and I should have somebody for whom it is their core skill to do it and finding a way to make that happen. Now, obviously, the, the easy way to make that happen is you go out and you buy the service. But if that's not possible, what else could you do? You know, Can you do a swap? Can you get somebody to build your website because you coach them or whatever, whatever way you can make these things happen? But the key thing is, Spend as much time focusing on where you're passionate, where you add the most value to people that you can and get other people to spend the time on the other things you need that you're not so good at. Because um, they're real time sucks if you're doing something you're not very good at because you will you probably have to do it more than once and you won't be very quick at doing it when you do it anyway. Um, whereas the things that you do really well, you'll be quick at doing and you'll get them right first time. So that's... 
that mindset shift and part of that is about really understanding what are you good at where are you adding value and what are you struggling with that you need to find another way to get to achieve that result that's the first thing the second thing is really getting sure that you've got the priorities right and you know one of the things i did early on in my business that i realized now was probably a mistake for example was spending a lot of time to get a website together that nobody really visited for a while you know so was that the best use of my time no it wasn't the best use of my time then would have been to have been out networking with the people i already knew and looking for referrals to get some of the business that i did get eventually when i did that um and getting it earlier and then you know would have the resources to do those other things so getting the priorities right and that's one of the things i spend time with all my clients to make sure that they're making really good decisions about where to spend their time yeah fantastic this is um yeah very close to my heart um a lot of what you're talking about is is what i preach about a lot a lot of the time which is about the fact that your time as a business owner is so valuable more valuable than i think we realized for many 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 years and that the 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 mindset of oh, it'll only take me 10 minutes is the complete killer of productivity and yeah. i use a i use a um uh, a phrase if you like uh when i when i discuss this on, on webinars and whatever and it's for every 10 minutes you waste each day that's 40 hours of your working life every year that you've wasted when you add it up that's a week of your life for every 10 minutes you procrastinate or do something you know you really shouldn't do whatever mm-hmm. um and it's one thing that i talk about because one of the, the key things that we help with people is to to get them to actually offload all of that stuff they know they shouldn't be doing as quickly as humanly possible affordably so they can focus more on what they do so um we're definitely on the same page on, on that but i also yeah. loved i loved the the idea of um of priorities and knowing what you're good at and i think the priorities on you the example you gave of website um really resonates with me because back in the back in the day um before this current business actually i've spent thousands of pounds and many many hours on creating websites that they're no longer even live but they never got any visitors yeah um whereas the website i've currently got gets quite a lot of visitors and i've spent like about four hours on it in my entire six years it's just like you know and so and my my logo for example which i used to spend you know so long procrastinating about logos and all the rest and and names of and all the rest of it and uh and uh, my current logo was cost me five dollars on fiverr and I literally just said, can you design me a logo? Here's my company name. They came back with one. I said, that's great. And then I used it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's probably saved me about 40 hours of procrastination <laughs> and design work. So, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you could just beat that into people um, early on, it would save so much because I know how much time I've wasted mm-hmm. um, in thinking that these things are important. Um, but like you said, getting out there and speaking to people and making connections, people buy from people uh, ultimately. Um, so I really like those examples. They, they really made it, you know, drove home some of the lessons that I've learned over the years. Um, so fantastic. All right. So one of the things I, I actually, um, I sometimes ask my guests to say, to ask me questions that I can ask you and, uh, you've done that very nicely. And you've 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 couple of, answered a couple of these, but I'm going to just refer back to them because this is one that I think is interesting, and um, it's 
The question you, you asked me to ask you is, how can I make effective decisions every time? And I like this because I'm, I'm intrigued to know what you're going to say. So over to you. It's uh, Decision-making is one of those things. We all have to do it. We do it every day. And some of them we just do in the moment because, you know, somebody says, can we do this? And you go, yes or no, and that's it, and it's done. But there are big decisions that we have to take uh, sometimes as well. And when we know it's a big decision, you know, maybe making a strategic decision about the direction of the business or do we hire a couple of people uh, and bring them in the business? And we know that those decisions are going to have ramifications for a long time. So we want them to be effective. But I'm, I'm always reminded of the fact that a good decision is not necessarily one that will have a good outcome. And it's always worth remembering that. Um, and I, as an example, I'd say, you know, if you went to the horse racing and you put your bet on number one in every race, so you're not really making a decision, you're just doing something. Some of those number one horses might win. Well, was that a good decision? It wasn't any different from the ones that lose. It was exactly the same decision. So it wasn't a good or a bad decision, but it was either an effective or an ineffective decision. And I think one of the things we try to to do in decision-making is to try to make every decision that we make effective. And I don't think that you can do that. I think what you have to do is have a really good process that underlies your important decision-making. And that, to me, is about being curious about the possibilities, curious about what information is available. Because inevitably, you will not get every single piece of information you need. Some of it will be unknown. You know, if you're hiring somebody, you're not going to know the detail of those people and what they're like to work with week in, week out, even when you've interviewed them. There's still going to be some uncertainty. So we have to make decisions with uncertainty. So one of the things to think about is, how much uncertainty am I prepared to have at the point I make the decision? And it's it, we talked about procrastination earlier. One of the things that can stop you making a decision is waiting for that next bit of information. Oh, I just need to know this before I decide. And then you get that information. You think, oh, well, now I need to know something about you know the color of the car that I'm buying or whatever it is. There's something else. And you can keep putting off the decision. So have been really curious about in advance of what level of information is enough so that when you get to that, you can say, okay, I now have as much information as I expected. It's not everything I want, but it's enough. I'm going to make the decision now. That's the first part, so about the information. The second thing is to ask yourself, what have I done in the past that's like this? And what was the result of the decision I took then? Um, and quite often we'll find that, it, again, I, you know, I look across, not just in the business, but at other aspects of your life. Um, if you're interviewing somebody for a job and there's a question you ask that you get an unexpected answer to, um, it may be that if you think back to other situations, there's been a time when that similar unexpected answer has actually given you some good information but it was when you're on holiday with a friend just talking in the bar you know it could be anything so having that curiosity around what you know curiosity around what it's telling you what you've had in the past it's been similar and then the last piece of the jigsaw for me is 
who can I consult with? Who can I ask? Just to double check that I'm reading the runes right, um, if you if you get what I mean. So having a trusted confidant that you can pick the phone up to and say, I'm thinking of hiring this chap, just done the interview. Can I just talk through a couple of things and see what you think? Um, just can really help you that vocalizing what you're thinking helps hearing because it it takes it out of your brain and puts it out into the world and you hear it through your own ears and and that hits a different bit of your brain that sometimes i'm sure this has happened to you you know you say something out loud and go oh yeah i know what to do (laughs) as soon as you said it out loud um so that opportunity to have somebody that you really trust um you know it could be your wife or partner or husband uh, it could be a business mentor it could be a coach it could be another member of staff just somebody that you know is qualified in some way to help you think that through always worth i think having that conversation before you make the decision and then once you've made it um the other thing to do is is not to uh, not to have too many regrets about the decision, even if it goes wrong, it's all good experience. And, you know, if it, if it does go wrong and some of your decisions will, um, is, is to be curious about, you know, has it gone wrong because there was something I missed or has it been gone wrong because of something that I just couldn't have predicted? Cause those are two different situations. If you couldn't have predicted it, the decision was still a good one. If you, could have then what do you need to change in the process next time so that you don't miss that whatever it was that you missed cool i like that uh it reminds me a little bit what you're talking about at the end about not over not not regretting the decisions and um i don't know if you read the book poke the box by seth godin yeah and 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 he sort of it's that sort of mind same mindset isn't it it's about you just gotta have a go you know and something's gonna happen it's gonna go one way or the other or a completely unknown way and uh and whatever happens is an outcome that can be can be used for good like as in like you can learn from the mistake uh or it could be the outcome you, you truly desire and and i work a lot with my staff on this because they they work in the they're from the philippines um mainly and um we have a big fear generally about making mistakes uh at my cost as in the business owner's cost and uh so we we work a lot on this they've all read poke the box for example as a as a as a, as a pdp uh professional development uh plan uh, uh reading um so i think that's it it's such an essential part of it um and and for yourself as as much as for your for your for your team as well so yeah yeah and i love that Okay. Um, a, I can just very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Come in. Book that I really recommend if you're, uh, if you feel your decision making needs some support. And that's a book called Time to Think uh, by Nancy Klein. Um, there's a sequel called More Time to Think. And if you haven't read either, they both cover the same ground. More Time to Think was written 10 years later. So the thinking has advanced a bit. I'd read that one if you haven't read either. Um, and it, it's, it really just is about uh, ways in order to give yourself with a partner the time to talk and think things through. Fantastic. Thank you for that. I will be sticking that on my audible list for next time I go for a run. Um, so, okay, cool. Um, 
this is fascinating and it gets me excited because as I said uh, earlier as we introduced the the into this is something that I am actively looking to to work on and um I didn't really know I, I guess I hadn't done much research into it but I didn't really know that there was such a thing as a mastery coach <laughs> or whatever you, sorry if that's not the expression you call you, you, the term you call yourself but with that that idea of how do I turn my expertise into something that will is perpetual and to yeah transcend to the to the next level so to speak and so I think what what would be quite interesting for myself and hopefully for, for the people listening was just to to understand a bit a little more about how that would work like how if I we touched on this before but is there anything like uh, what is the process? Obviously, you don't want to give away all your trade secrets, but you know. Um, but you know, what is the process that you would take someone through if they were, you know, a mentee of yours over a period of time? Yeah, th- thanks, Luke. And it's uh, you, you've hit on a, a really important part of this. Um, I've kind of touched on it when I talked about the various uh, stages towards mastery, but maybe I, I just talk briefly about the the gaps between the stages. So the explorers heading towards novice, people who are keen to get knowledge, they're right at the beginning of the journey. They need to know more about the topic. Um, you know, when I first got a camera, I poured over the instruction manual, for example, just to get the knowledge and you read books and all of those things. Novice to practitioner is about honing skills. So that's where you might work with training companies and be taught how to um, actually do the tasks that you're needing to do. Uh, practitioner to expert is about building experience and seeing the work that you do in different environments, different contexts. And all of those three gaps, and we'll come on to expert to master in a moment, all of those three gaps are about filling in something that's missing, missing knowledge, missing skills, missing experience and building that up and the psychologists um there's two two psychologists a chap called ken Pollack uh was one of them i can't remember the other one who did quite a lot of work around um how adults learn um and part of what i'm talking about is is a consequence of their work the the expert to master transition is um about something completely different it's not about adding something that was missing it's now about appreciating everything that you have that you already have and seeing how it fits how the jigsaw of who you are who what your skills are what your experience has taught you across as i say that the whole of your life that how that fits together and how you can then use that experience that life that whole of life uh, experience to bring back and this is why i talk about the whole being able to pass it on to other people to bring back into consciousness what it is you actually do and how you go about doing it so it's it's quite a reflective time and part of what i do with clients who are in that expert to master transition is guide them through their own self-reflection of what they have got in the toolbox and how it works and bringing back to consciousness that they, all those unconscious competencies uh so that they can think about 
Like now I know that that's how I do it. These are the contexts. These are the insights that I have from elsewhere as well. I can construct the way to pass this on to other people. Um, and I think it's one of the frustrations you see in business is, is business leaders and managers who are trying to get their staff to do the things they want done and are frustrated that they're not doing them. And partly that's because they haven't appreciated in themselves how that skill can be passed on. They're the experts, but they're not yet the masters. And it's a, it's that frustration is a symptom of that. So I, when I work in large organizations with groups of senior people, um, what we do is, is run that kind of like a, a, I call it a mastery group. It's about getting them together in a room where they can help each other to reflect on what they're bringing to the party. Um, and facilitating that learning and that appreciation. And that's what makes the difference. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Cool. Okay. I could talk to you, to you for hours about this. This is um, something, as I said, I'm very interested in, but also just I've had a quite a varied life over the years. I've been uh, I've been uh, in computing. I've been property development. I was a doctor for many years. I run a, a photographic studio and a recruitment agency, to name a few. And um, and and I guess part of what you're talking about, maybe I hope I'm understood correctly, is so the, all of those life skills over the past 25 years in 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 business. Um, and all the stuff they do on the side, so whether it's for me climbing mountains, telemark skiing, running ultra marathons, kayaking, being a family guy, um, whatever, or the traveling around the world a couple of times, all those cool stuff I've done, they all influence who I am and what I what I know. Um, and it's not like you said, it's not actually just about the 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 thing, the knowledge thing. Um, it's much more than that. Um, and, and I know I grew massively being a doctor um, from before I started medicine to afterwards. Um, but it even took me a while after when I when I came back into business to start using the skills I'd learned in medicine and applying them to my own business. And it took me to actually realize I wasn't doing it um, to start doing it, which sounds crazy. Uh, like all the skills I learned, whether it was about leadership or about um team working and, and and i almost like fell into my old self when i came back into business um and i had to sort of kick myself at some point and and realize i, I know how to do this i'm not applying the skills I've, I've learned and i guess that's is that the kind of thing you help people to to work through and to realize this, obviously i'm sure there's massive masses more stuff i've not <laughs> thought about yet but that's is that the kind of thing exactly and i think you know that um knowing that you've been a doctor uh you know, knowing that the doctors that I know and the way that they work, they're, they're looking at a, a problem that you can't quite categorically say. Sometimes you can, but you know, a lot of the time you've just got symptoms to deal with. Well, when we work in business and with business problems, we've just got symptoms to deal with. You know, we're, we're triaging the problem and then we're suggesting a course of treatment for it. it it's actually not that different. The context is very different and the treatments of it, you know, we're not going to give the company, uh, you know, antibiotics, but we're, we're going to take some actions of some sort or another and attempt to treat whatever the issue is. And sometimes that won't work. Just like sometimes when you're a doctor, you give somebody treatment and they're back a week later saying, I'm no better because something in the diagnosis wasn't quite right or something in the treatment isn't quite right. 
Well, it's like the, they have not divulged all the information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, yeah. Much how much beer they drink every week or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but the same is true in business, isn't it? Yeah. That we're Thank we're you. facing a a set of information on which we have to make a judgment on what the right treatment is. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't. And your skills that you learned as a doctor are, are really valuable in that situation when you're working with a business. Yeah. And and I think that's that's the point about where we get to mastery is when you when you extract from your experience as a doctor the key skills that help you do what you are now doing and apply them in a way that makes that work it also does something else it makes you the only person who does what you do your way and that to me is the ultimate unique selling proposition because nobody can copy it it's it is impossible to copy it because your experience was your experience at the time you had your experience and and nobody can copy that so if we get to the bottom of all of those skills and, and re you know put them back together as the in the context of your business today nobody can touch it you become the only person in the world who does what you do and that's when you start getting people picking up the phone and, and saying i need to work with you because the message has got out there on that note on that bombshell i think <laughs> let's draw this to a close but not because i uh in any which way want it to end but i but um, unfortunately we, we need to but um that's been very insightful uh william thank you very much indeed i'm going to ask you a couple of questions if i may yeah were you, were you aware i was going to ask you these questions i i i'm aware-ish yes aware-ish okay they're not difficult don't worry um okay so um what very simple to start off with tell us a couple of your favorite apps or browser plugins or or, or software that you use um there's a couple of things you know we're in a a world that's changing very quickly and AI is uh, appearing and some AIs I find quite frustrating, but there's one that I'm finding really interesting that I'm playing with right now. And that's a tool called Udly, uh, Y-O-O-D-L-I. Um, and Udly lets you record uh, the spoken word uh, and indeed video if you wish. And it analyzes it and gives you feedback on how well you're communicating uh, your message so pick up things like filler words so the ums and errs that we have probably dropped into our conversation tells you how many there are um and just helps and it's helped me because i i do some uh professional speaking as well it's helping me to hone that and get better at delivering the messages that i want to get across so that's a fabulous tool um and i really like that one and um you know the other let me think the other things in uh as a plugin again this is all to do with communication getting the message across uh, grammarly just to um double check again it's an ai um you know it's checking spelling and uh the formation of sentences and things and giving a bit of advice i'm still writing everything that i send out but it just gives me a bit of guidance not to make silly mistakes which is one of the things we've talked about so that would be my two Fantastic. Um, when you say you write stuff, do you mean with a pen or on the keyboard? Uh, on a keyboard. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I was just, I, um, I interviewed a guy uh, on the podcast a little while ago uh, from right. Oh, I'm going to get the name of the company wrong now. Um, hmm, could be writable. I think I've got that wrong. Anyway, 
the uh, apologies if you listen to this episode and um and basically it's a, they, they have robots that write write letters for you so you type it and then they have a robot that picks up a pen and writes it for you in your handwriting ah, so you could then put it through grammarly and then get it handwritten that's what i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay cool um who else do you think would be a great guest for this podcast that you might be able to to refer me to uh i Working at the moment, again, this is all related to my speaking with a fabulous chap called Steve Bustin. Uh, Steve is a past national president of the Professional Speaking Association, and he's a communications and speech coach. Um, And he has uh, a lot of really interesting stuff to share around uh, how to get your message across. Um, The other, if I can give you two. Yeah, yeah. the, my partner uh, is a lady called Chantelle Cornelius, and Chantelle is working around the psychology and of emotions and how uh, using the emotions, encouraging our clients to feel the emotions that they want to feel can help you stand out. And I think knowing what you do and what you talk about, you would find that a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, have. So that's two people I would recommend. Fantastic. I'll speak to it afterwards. <laughs> Get some details. Um, cool. The the title of this podcast, as you may or may not know, is Systemize Your Success. But what does success mean to you? Success, I think, is one of those things, very difficult to put your finger on it. Sometimes you can you can say, you know, you set a goal, you achieve the goal, it's easy, that's success. But for me, success in life is about being content that you are doing the best that you can in the best way that you can and helping other people to be the best that they can. And it's not about seeking happiness. It's not about seeking great whoop whoop moments with medals and all the rest of it. It's about feeling that feeling of, you know, I am doing the best that I can do for the people that I work with and I'm getting good feedback and that sense of contentment that you get when that's happening um so for me it's it's about contentment not happiness fantastic do you believe you can systemize your success and if if yes or no why <laughs> absolutely i do in fact in my book in intentional mastery one of the big strategic areas i talk about is about systems is about having the right systems to support you and and we talked earlier about you know, get get other people to do the things that you can't do so well. But it doesn't just have to be other people. You know, if you've got great systems that take it off your desk because the system deals with it, then uh, that that will work too. So I absolutely think that, you know, anything that you can automate, um, make sure that it's working properly before you automate it, because otherwise you automate a mistake. But uh if you can automate it and make it work for you that way, then you should. Fantastic. Great advice. Thank you very much. Um, and lastly, before we go, um, I, I did mention this earlier, which I do encourage everyone to go and do. So tell us a little bit about the audit that that I've completed on your website, but I'll let you explain it. Um, and for my side, I got a, a brilliant report back uh, from William, which was really insightful and, and actually very helpful to look at which areas that I needed to actually focus on and and the areas which I actually felt I was I was strong. So it was a very good um starter for 10, so to speak, about 
you know, opening up the the thoughts, the thought pattern, the thought pattern, the, the thought dialogue, I guess, that I need to have in and around this journey. Um, and you know, hopefully the beginning of a, a further conversation with yourself. But tell us a bit about it from your side and, and why why people should go and go and check it out from your opinion. Of course. It's um it's um five areas that it looks at in business, five key strategic areas. Uh, should take probably no more than about five minutes. I think the average time to fill it in is just under five minutes. I think I was about three minutes. It was yeah, yeah it's nothing, it's not a long-winded thing. Oh, so yeah, definitely. Um and although I've mentioned AI, there's no AI behind this. I, I get the results and produce, you know, I'll take a look and I take a look at uh what I know of uh, the business. I'll probably have a look at your LinkedIn profiles and things if somebody fills it in. And so I get a flavor for the sorts of business you're running. Because what I want to do is give people uh, the bulk of the report is uh, templated, but there is some personal guidance in, in every section, and I want to make sure that that fits for the people who complete it. So the report would come normally within 24 to 48 hours after you fill it in on the website, and uh, it's uh, easy to find. Um, Steve has shared my name earlier, William Bust, and the audit is at audit.williambust.com. And the Bust bit of that is B-U-I-S-T. So audit.williambust.com will take you straight to it. Fantastic. And we'll obviously put all those details in the show notes or the description, depending on where you're listening or watching this, listening to or watching this podcast, I should say. Well, after that, I think all that's left for me to do is to say thank you very much indeed, William, for coming along today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, really insightful stuff. And yeah, I look forward to continuing our conversation. Me too. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure to be here. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.